Good morning, everybody. It is Friday at last. God, life is dragging out in lockdown, I've got to tell you. It feels like a month. It's only been two weeks. Anyway, Friday, the 14th of August today, and the market is doing okay. We had a bit of a shabby day yesterday, ASX 200 down 41, not helped by some results, particularly from Telstra that fell over. I've got to say, we run an income portfolio, and that forces us to buy stocks for income. Telstra was one of them. We thought the results were going to be pretty safe. We bought it before results, and we've learned a lesson. It got absolutely trounced yesterday. It is down a bit today. The Whilst we're on Telstra, one of the small hopes is that most of the broker research Research has target prices well above the current share price this morning, and hopefully it will recover. So pretty shabby day yesterday, but today the Wall Street performance was a typical Dow Jones down, S&P down, not by much, and NASDAQ up. So technology stocks leading once again, which is never really good for our market. And our futures were down three this morning, but we're up 29. So we're doing a little bit better. Most of the banks are up today. NAB has had a quarterly trading update and it is slightly up. Up 0.8%, so survived without any disaster. It's technology that's flying again today in line with the US. We've got APT up 3.8%. Computer share having dipped recently, recovering 5.6%. Wise Tech, which has fallen recently, up 3.3%. And Zero, which has fallen as well, up 3.6%. So a bit of a, a bounce back in some of the technology stocks. Anyway, moving on. Today in the strategy section, I have got a very clear explanation for everybody of what the strategy has been doing recently. I've had a couple of emails. I've had a lot of emails. <laughs> a couple of emails saying, how come you've suddenly gone from being all in cash to invest it, reinvest it? And if you look at our presentation of the portfolio today, now much more transparent. Yes, we've gone from all cash a couple of weeks ago. We're now cash is down to 18 0.1%. And I explain why we've done that today, just to make it clear to everybody that uh, it is to do with a number of factors, but particularly the US bond yield bottoming. And it was the, the bond yield was up again last night. It's a reflection of economic optimism. It's been driven by an improvement in the US jobs position or picture in the last week. The last two weekly jobless numbers, there was another one last night, were better than expected. And the monthly July non-farm payrolls number was a bit better than expected, which is which has allayed the concerns that the bounce back in the employment numbers, which hit a bit of a brick wall in uh, June, uh, haven't continued to deteriorate. They've sort of plateaued. So there's a bit of economic optimism there, and uh, we are buying into that. Uh, today, I have reiterated that story I told yesterday about Australia and New Zealand backing themselves into a corner compared to the rest of the world if they're going to respond with lockdowns to every pickup in virus cases. And as I write today that any business that relies on physical contact or domestic travel and international travel might as well hand the keys back if every time case numbers flare up, the Australian politicians lock us down. Uh, it's not what cafe owners, airlines, any business that relies on physical contact wants to see. And it may well be that we're just going to have to realize that the rest of the world is moving on to a different footing, which is living with the virus under a new normal 
and that might become something we have to tolerate at some point. Otherwise, the Australian economy is going to lag the rest of the world and we're going to isolate ourselves from the rest of the world because we don't want anyone coming in giving us one case. It might be uh, unrealistic ambition to expect that, but we will see. Europe and the US are coming into the Northern Hemisphere winter, and if this virus is anything like flu, you might get a third wave, a massive wave erupting in the Northern Hemisphere which would significantly change attitudes up there and and make our politicians suddenly look like geniuses for having the foresight to try and get down to zero. Anyway, I reiterate that argument today. The other thing getting us more interested in the market is a bottoming in some of the recovery sectors. And you will see in the strategy piece today, the bank sector, the REIT sector and the energy sector have all shown buy signals in the last couple of weeks. And even the market, which has been going sideways, is now testing the top of the trading range since the high in June. And we risk breaking out, especially if this recovery optimism continues. And today you will see I've laid out clearly all the stocks that we've bought and why we've bought them. And you can see them in the portfolio on top of the bank sector a couple of REITs, a couple of travel stocks, and some energy stocks. We've also bought Harvey Norman and Instech Pivot as individual stock picks, and that makes up the current portfolio. The banks, unfortunately, are not serving us terribly well today, or the REITs, but nothing too disastrous, and we haven't got massive holdings anyway in the REITs. So have a read today of what we've bought and why we've bought them. It all makes sense, and look at those charts which show you that these recovery sectors are bottoming. And I've described today that the strategy we've taken buying back in is fairly low risk. We've been buying the oversold recovery sectors rather than chasing the COVID hedge sectors like technology and gold. And as I've described it, we've invested in the Basset hounds rather than rather than the greyhounds. I thought that was a good phrase, but it doesn't actually sound very sexy at all. I'm not sure I'd buy a portfolio of, of Basset hounds if I prefer the greyhounds, but not if they've already shot off and crossed the finish line. Anyway, there we go. Now to add to the sex in the strategy piece today, I have talked about regrets. I've had a few and three of which I've written down for you. Uh, that is not investing in online learning. You'll notice 3PL is up 21% today on the back of results. And I've listed in there, and I haven't checked the quality of these companies, but I've listed in there that's, uh, is that six or seven codes of online learning exposed companies. Obviously, people stuck at home trying to learn online. Most obvious ones, IEL, but there are others in there as well. KME, AKG, and you can see the other codes in there as well. Might be worth checking out for the traders. Also, the other theme we've missed and I sort of knew and I should have known was SMA Platforms Premium is up 6% on results this morning and NetWealth and Hub24 have both been flying along as well. I've missed that trade. And the other obvious one is specialty retailing. And you'll see Baby Bunting today up 8.5% on the back of results. Nick Scarly jumped 20% on its recent results. So did Adairs, which is online. Furniture and homewares. Anything that has been able to sell online has seen huge growth in its online business. And anyone exposed to 
Seemingly, home wares, anything to do with home furniture, people have been sitting at home, not spending on travel and spending online. And it does seem that there is also an online spending spree by or using JobKeeper money as well, which might favor some stocks in that sort of demographic, things like Levisa maybe. Anyway, I've listed all the specialty retailers in the newsletter today. You might have a scan through some of those. We've added Harvey Norman on the back of the Nick Scarley results on the expectation their results, which are a bit late in the month. I think they're on the 28th, that they might be okay. We'll see how that goes. So that's about it for today. I do hope today's strategy has cleared up a lot of the recent confusion about why and how we have moved from all cash to being invested again. If not, feel free to email me. It's very important to me that you understand how this structure is working in the newsletter. It is now a lot more transparent. As I say, the portfolios are published in the newsletter. We will be updating the portfolio pages on the website under the portfolios tab tonight for the first time with our new table. Hopefully you'll enjoy those. This week I am doing On the Couch. I'm not sure I'm allowed to steal Henry's brand on the couch. Uh, Maybe it's on the sofa. Considering the Nick Scarley results, maybe it is on the sofa. But I will be talking to, I'll be talking nickel with a friend of mine, Peter Harold, who's the CEO of Poseidon Nickel, which I'm sure he would like to suggest you has the same prospects as Poseidon Nickel back in 1969, was it? Where it went for a few cent, from a few cents to $270. Anyway, Poseidon Nickel is a few cents. Peter and I talk about the nickel price, the outlook for the nickel price, which is related to batteries and electric vehicles in particular, and has been rallying on Elon Musk rhetoric. And looks like it's in uptrend. And you can hear about some of the rich history that Peter and I have had, or particularly Peter, has had in the nickel space. And hopefully the rich future he is going to deliver for me as a shareholder, have to declare myself as a shareholder and friend. That's it for today. As I leave you, market up 30 as usual. It sort of moves in the morning on Friday and then goes quiet as anyone sensible goes out to lunch, anyone not in Victoria or anyway. You have a good Friday. I will be back here tomorrow with a weekend newsletter. I look forward to that. Have a good day. (laughs) 